Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Daniel McAdams, our co-host. Daniel, welcome to the program. Good morning, Dr. Paul. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. We're still recovering a little bit, but we did have a nice Christmas weekend. All right. We had lots of people and a few still with us, but uh, it seems like everybody had a good time. It, yeah, I keep thinking, you know, we got high praise for some of our videos, especially uh, Carol's and Ke Kelly's. But, uh, you know, it, it was so nice and everybody expressed, uh, you know, their uh, their support for us. But it's still sad that uh, we're such a minority in the world, you know, but that's the way it's always been. And our goal is to seek truth and do our best. And we've certainly been working hard on this in the last two years, you know, with COVID, because we suspected something from the very beginning that wasn't to belittle some a serious problem. And people have died from this, but uh, some people might have uh, died from the treatment and whatnot. So it certainly has been a challenge to find the right balance to tell the truth, not to, uh, and try to eliminate some of this fear mongering that's going on and come up with a more sensible answer to it. So we're going to do this today, Daniel. And I'm just wondering whether we should declare victory because there was an announcement yesterday. Wow. I thought, what's going on here? We won. We won. The victory is here because Biden had an, an announcement. He's backtracking. He says, you know, all this, I'm ad-libbing, of course, all this federal stuff and all these federal mandates, it doesn't work. It isn't any good. Why don't we just leave it up to the states? You know, I don't know whether he just had a moment uh, of, uh, of, of truth flashing through his soul and uh, all of a sudden he he decided well we're going we're going to uh, uh, you, you know uh, just let the states handle this which seems like a logical solution I got to thinking Daniel you know isn't that what the founders did a long time ago when they were trying to devise a a, a, a rule of law and a constitution it was the whole thing how do you diminish central power uh, which hasn't been all that successful but when there's a glimpse of this when you have somebody who's dedicated his whole life to it when he's sleeping on the job as far as promoting you know the orthodoxy of the far left all of a he says you know maybe mandates aren't the way to go maybe mandates aren't working maybe the vaccines aren't doing well or something like he didn't say all that but because he said the big thing the federal government can't handle it. It's over our head. And in a way, he was admitting defeat. And uh, so he said, maybe the states ought to do it. And of course, uh, my, my philosophy is the states aren't perfect either. The states mess up. They created a lot of mandates. So you, sh you should go back. You should get, get away from these world organizations, the United Nations and, and World Health Organizations all these things get away and go to our national government and then go back to our state government. But if the state governments fail, then we have to encourage people to think about what is the 
ultimate way of taking care of our problems and promoting peace and prosperity. And I, I think that's as close as you can come is by looking at the individuals and try to get people to look at the world and look at our actions in a yeah. moral way and uh, accept the principles of uh, non-aggression and accept the principles of voluntarism. So anyway, yeah. Daniel, I sort of like this. It got a lot of news, but I'm not sure that uh, the uh, average person out there is going to say, I think that uh, that RPI, the Remont Paul Institute, really has it right. But there'll be some, I think uh, there'll be some that will agree with us on this. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to pour a little bit of cold water on it, Dr. Paul, in a second. But just to, to set the stage, you know, he was on a conference call with governors uh, throughout, this, throughout the nation. And, and it's when he said, uh, quote, look, there is no federal solution to this. Uh, and he told the states, uh, you tell us what you need and we'll get them to you. And on the one hand, that's an amazing admittance, uh, admission from the president, because this is the same president who said 20 or 30 times, I'm going to shut down the virus, not the economy. Well, he kind of got it backward. He shut down the economy, but not the virus. Um, and his own chief of staff, Ron Klain, uh, back before Biden was elected, criticized Trump for not having a federal policy, for allowing some states uh, to set their own policy. So the criticism all along has been uh, that there wasn't a federal policy and that Biden would come in and have a federal policy and it would whack down the virus. Well, this is what happens, Dr. Paul, when you get hung up in your own hubris, because as we've been saying for two years, the virus gonna virus, as Alex Berenson coined the term, the virus behaves according to its own properties as a virus. And that's what we're seeing with the Omicron variant, uh, which some call it uh, Omicold or I'm a cold uh, a variant of the virus. Uh, that's what we're seeing now. We're seeing the highest numbers ever. But the, the cold water I'm going to pour on it, Dr. Paul, and I hate to do this because we started out so well and so positive. The problem is, as you, as you alluded to in your opening statement, the states are not all that great. Uh, some of the states are not all that great. And in fact, just before the show, I was watching a heartbreaking video on, uh, on Twitter of a young family having dinner in New York City. Um, it looked to be a, a Hispanic family, perhaps African-American family. You saw tw 20 at least New York PD, NYPD cops zeroed in on their table and said, you got to get out of here. You haven't shown your vaccine passport. And there's a little boy, looks to be about eight or nine years old, standing there crying with big cops all around him, kicking the family out uh, as one of them laughed at the boy for crying. So in some ways, as devious and evil as its administration is, I almost think they want the states to take it over because they know states like New York are going to be even more brutal than the federal government can be. Right. No, I, I certainly agree with that. And um, <laughs> some of what I said was <laughs> tongue in cheek, but ne ne nevertheless, uh, you know, it's still interesting to even a little bit of hint to when they're off guard, you know, they have yeah. to, they have to admit a little thing, but no, they're not going to give up easily. And that's why we have to get people to feel more comfortable with the idea that they should not have dependency because uh, right now, you know, people 
people are lining up. The tests are available and scaring the people. And even though everything should be winding down because uh, this virus is not nearly as dangerous as any of the other things that have gone on in the last couple of years. And they're just, uh, but, but they're still terrified. And of course, uh, that, that is not done by accident. Um, you, you know, Fauci also, I want to go on to another item. The Fauci says that he uh, is seriously considering, how, how could he seriously consider and assume this is going to happen? Well, it does, mainly because the people, the Congresses, and the political system, the professors, all have been willing to defer to Fauci. He is the expert and how, it's almost like, Dictators don't grab power. Dictators are also ushered in. You know, uh, if if he didn't have the support from all the people, it, it's not just him. I mean, he he loved it and he can do it. But he said that he wants to seriously consider, you know, vaccinations for air travel. Uh, you know, they can do that anytime they want because the principle of the vaccine mandate is uh, unfortunately so far along. But uh, he doesn't expect it to happen. But once again, should be, we be reassured that, oh, maybe, uh, maybe they won't do that. But it's, the whole thing has been a farce that the federal government tries to protect themselves from being the really bad guy. We're not telling you you have to do this, but we're telling uh, what they're telling uh, the people who count are, are, the, are, the, are the business people and the school districts and everything. That if you don't do it, you're beholding to us because we have the purse strings and we'll take your money away and and they and they roll over. So the federal government said, oh no, it's your it's your business that's doing that. And that, that is a real cop out. And people uh, hopefully uh, realize what's going on. Yeah. And I just uh, to, to go back a little bit, Dr. Paul, on the last one, I did pour some cold water on it. But at the same time, though, we should take heart because some states are doing very well. And, you know, people are voting with their feet. California has lost a ton of people. New York has lost a ton of people. Florida's practically full. They're going to have to close the door and lock it when the last person comes in. Uh, and Texas, to a lesser degree, but people are moving to Texas. Uh, but you're right about the, uh, about the testing. You know, I go to church in Fort Bend County, and I couldn't believe the testing centers. It reminded me of the height of 2020. The cars were all down the street. People are rushing to get tested. And so, of course, that's why the numbers in Fort Bend County and Harris County are up, because people who have no symptoms, who don't spread the virus because they have no symptoms, uh, and the NFL commissioner just said that as well, uh, are still lining up to get tested. I don't know if it's out of fear or what have you. But the Fauci thing is interesting, Dr. Paul, because I almost wonder if this is also a bit of good news. So he was doing his usual blah, blah, blah on all the fawning networks. So he came out in the morning and he strutted out and said, I think we should start considering whether we need to have a vaccine passport for domestic travel. Huh. But by, by the end of the day, he was singing a different tune. He went on CNN at the end of the day. And here's what he said then. Uh, it was very interesting. I don't think people should expect that we're going to have a requirement on domestic flights for people to be vaccinated. He did a 180. And I'm wondering if someone may have smacked him around a little bit and said, hey, doc, back off a little. Well, you, you know, he also said, I believe in this conversation, that uh, part of their intentions and their plan is to uh, 
to encourage people to get more vaccines. So if they if they don't uh, if they can't fly or something, then they'll have to get their vaccine. Anything to promote the vaccine. I think that's the last thing they're going to give up on. Uh, and I've complained about this whole thing is this effort to have the vaccine passports, and they'll use the airlines or whatever. And if if they need more regulations, they will. But once again, it's the people, the resistance, and when they have to change it, like. Like you just mentioned how he might have changed. It, was, it wouldn't be the first time he changed in the middle of a speech his position. So they, get, they, get, uh, they, they, they change their position mainly because they know what the people are thinking. So there, there are limits to how far they go. And I've argued the case, although it's, it's hard to prove it in every instance, but the type of government a people get is uh, usually uh, is usually endorsed by the people himself. You just don't have uh, uh, you, you know governments popping up, and even the authoritarian governments they dissipate, they disappear when the people said, "Have an, you know enough is enough." And I keep thinking about you know the dissolution of the Soviet system in '89 and '90. I mean that was that was fantastic. But they lost support. You know, they, they didn't support it and, and things change. But the the principle of authoritarianism still exists and it comes back in different forms. But uh, it's, it's, it's something that we have to realize. We have to uh, be aware of the fact that there's an intellectual debate uh, and the defense of what uh, people are doing. And that's why the universities are important. But they're also a detriment when it's the universities talking to young people who become the politicians in Congress, you know, Daniel, you may have met one or two. There are one or two in Washington who weren't Keynesian economists, and they knew and understood a little bit about Austrian economics. But basically, everybody I talked to had a mentality that came out of the universities, which quite frankly, this whole cultural Marxism, it came out of the universities as well. Yeah, the, the, the thing about Fauci that's interesting well, first of all, you know, Drudge has been the queen of fear porn this whole time. Uh, but there's a big headline in Drudge now. In I think it's in red even. Uh, Fauci at 81, is it time to retire? So that's <laughs> kind of interesting. When you lose Drudge these days, you lose a lot. But it is interesting about what he said, because, you know, Fauci, if you remember several times, has said, I'm science. If you criticize me, you criticize science. Well, this admission... And it was on ABC Sunday. He said a vaccine requirement for a person getting on a plane is just another level of getting people to have a mechanism that would spur them to get vaccinated. He didn't say all the science points to the fact that if you are vaccinated on a plane, you have no risk of transmission or, or, or becoming contagious or infection from the virus. He didn't say that. It basically admitted that it is a political tool, not a medical or scientific tool, a political tool to coerce people into taking the shots. And we know over and over, at least with the Omicron or the Omicold virus, the shots aren't working. And here's a couple of examples, Dr. Paul, and you may have seen these. The CDC right now is investigating 70 cruise ships. And you know, to get on a cruise ship, you got to be quadruple, quintuple vax. You got to have vax to the max. 70 cruise ships are having outbreaks of COVID. They're being investigated by the CDC. 
Uh, and the USS Milwaukee, a Navy ship, as you know, if you don't get your shot in the military, you're out on your ear, which is horrible. 25% of the crew of the fully vaxxed USS Milwaukee have come down with the virus. So we know the virus does not, uh, does not give a darn about the vax, yet Fauci admits that he will do anything. He would use any pressure, any coercion to get you to take the shot. And I think, you know, finally, one last thing, Dr. Paul, on this. I think, you know, remembering what Senator Paul said yesterday, that if the Senate changes hands and he has subpoena power, we're going to get to the bottom of what's <laughs> really going on here. And I wonder if maybe Fauci's taking a little bit of a cut from each one of these shots. Yeah, it, it ran had an interesting prediction about about the election and maybe even before election when when Fauci sees the handwriting on the wall, he's not going to wait for the new Congress to come in and do their job. <laughs> he said yeah, that's when expect him to, uh, to to resign, you know, and back back to what you've already mentioned that has to do with his uh, interview on Sunday. That was so important because that is where he said that uh, it was deliberate, it, uh, that the vaccine mandates are merely, quote, a mechanism to coerce more Americans to take shots. And uh, I think, you know, when you look at it, almost everything, I believe, was designed because that was there's a lot of symbolism in masks and all this. But masks are, are a nuisance, but uh, the shot is the instrument and the control of the people to submit. Uh, that's that's the tool that they want. And, uh, you know, people, are, when, when they panic, they, they are converted in mobs and millions of people are lining up still to get the vaccinations where it's less important now than ever. So, but uh, converting people back to sanity is a slow process. But uh, as time goes on, there will be more momentum. I think the momentum is starting to build and that uh, maybe the election next year uh, can be helpful. And uh, if, if it turns out that this whole thing of lockdowns and mandates and uh, vaccine passports is the big issue, and uh, it might have a significance that will make the Virginia election uh, you know, a, minor, a minor event. Uh, where people are looking for, uh, you know, significant changes. So I think that that's a possibility that we should hope that the most we can help hope for, because I'm never optimistic that just changing the political party, just changing the management of the U.S. Congress, especially the, well, the House and Senate, that that is not enough. You have to get the people energized. They can make the Congress change. But uh, they, they, now for years and years, uh, we've changed back and forth, Republican and Democrat, but they still spend more money. They still love the Fed. They still love the empire. And then they think that they're really the opposition party. Oh, that, that actually is close to becoming a farce. That's a good point, Dr. Paul, that the Republicans, if they win, we might get a little bit of relief, but they're not going to save us. There have been <laughs> few Republican heroes, Thomas Massey, Senator Paul, and a few others have been heroes on this. But look, you even have former President Trump coming out there uh, and talking about things that his base doesn't like about the shots, uh, about how fantastic and wonderful they are. And uh, I think it was uh, Candace Owen uh, who interviewed him 
And she said, you got to excuse him. He, he's not really hip on the latest facts about these things. So, uh, you know, there's not a lot of Republican heroes out there, but I think we're going to get a little bit of relief if things change over. It, just because there's so much political pressure in the base. The base is mad. They're sick of being kicked around and mandated. And I think they're going to force the Republicans to do at least a little bit to get some relief. Right. And, uh, you know, we can complain about the philosophic leadership in this country. And uh, it is in our universities and establishment. We know that. But uh, what, the, what is done in other countries is pretty important, too, because sometimes they're leading the charge. They're testing the waters for silly, ridiculous things. But the one I want to mention, Daniel, before we close, is the UK. Once again, UK is mauling door-to-door vaccination squads. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like uh, the, uh, the the Brits aren't defending the the, the rights of man. You know, uh, they, they they ushered in a lot of good principles at one time in their history, but this means they're just <laughs> out there erasing it. But uh, they, this has not been done yet. But when they're mulling it over, the people better stand up if they don't think that's a good idea. And uh, yet there'll be people, you know was saying, <clears throat> yes, it's a good idea. Just like the other day, the woman that saw somebody, a man, uh, didn't have his mask on right on an airplane. So <laughs> she started beating him up, you know, because it, but she had to pull her mask down to do it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a little nutty, but um, sanity will come back. <laughs> At least we're going to make that effort. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the times I do thank God I'm living in Texas, because aside from places like, uh, you know, Harris County and Dallas and San Antonio and Austin, uh, I can't imagine you being very successful on the vast majority of Texas coming up and busting up someone's door to force a shot in them. You know, that's where you kind of thank God for the Second Amendment. Uh, but uh, but the Brits don't have that. And so you get what you get, unfortunately. Uh, Daniel, I'm going to be finishing here in a second uh, with a quote uh, from CDC. But uh, if you want to, if you have anything else as a closing statement or. No, I just want to I just want to say I'm coming to you from uh, RPI's office that we're refurbishing. So hopefully, Dr. Paul, we might have some events over here in the coming year. It's a cozy little place. So we'll see what happens. But thanks, everyone, for tuning into the show. Very good. Now, the quote I want to uh, use is uh, sort of demonstrating the, uh, the silliness of uh, how they're handling and explaining in clear language about uh, what, what the quarantine rules are. They, <clears throat> the rules change. Maybe it's been public pressure that has allowed this. <clears throat> because the headline is CDC cuts the recommended isolation and quarantine periods of coronavirus infections. So it used to be 10 days, but now things are getting better. It's only down to five days, but they write a little more detail. So if you hear, well, what's going on here? Uh, is it just five days and that's it and everybody's done? No, it, it's, it's, it's more complicated and you have to follow the rules. You know, The rule is you follow all the rules from Dr. Fauci or you'll get in, into trouble. And here, here, this comes from, the, from CDC, quote, therefore, people who test positive should isolate for five days instead of the usual 10 days. And if asymptomatic at that time, 
They may leave isolation if they can continue to mask for five days to minimize the risk of infecting others, the CDC said. The CDC has updated its recommended quarantine period for people exposed to the virus. It says unvaccinated people should quarantine for five days. There's a lot of people out there, you know, and they need a lot of policemen is what crosses my mind. How are they going to follow all this? Followed by five days of strict mask use. Exposed people who are more than six months past their second dose of Pfizer, BioNTech, or Moderna vaccines, or, or two months out from Johnson & Johnson, should be also quarantined for five days. I hope everybody remembers those details because it gets a little bit complicated uh, than it would be if we lived in a much more sensible society. I do want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And we are uh, in, in, in between what we're doing in our studio as well as our, our uh, vacation period or our work period and the Christmas holidays. But we will be doing that for the rest of the week. But uh, then we'll be back in the regular format in our studio. But thank you very much for uh, visiting the Ron Paul Liberty Report. And please come back soon.